Well, you know, over the uh, past few weeks, I've been working on a little project on a topic that's very close to my heart. I taught a course, an MSI course last year on chesed, loving kindness, as it's translated in the Bible, uh, loyal love, uh, kindness, steadfast love. I uh, taught a six-week uh, course on it, uh, and that was preceded a few years ago by a mini course on it. Uh, and so I've been doing more of a comprehensive study uh, on chesed, looking at how it's used in the Torah and the prophets uh, in the uh, Second Temple period uh, before Yeshua, in the New Covenant, and also uh, in the rabbis, in the, in the Talmud. And it's really fascinating, a fascinating study. I learned a lot uh, by studying it that way. And I think that it really says a lot to us in the times in which we are living. It is very relevant. It is not some uh, esoteric teaching on a, on a word uh, in, in Hebrew. Uh, but it really has a lot to say to us. Because what I've really come to understand about this word chesed, it really is the heart of God. It really is the heart of God. And the word serves, as we'll see, as an umbrella for so many other concepts. Uh, that we read about in the Bible. Uh, so, uh, really the first place to start if we want to uh, understand chesed is understand how it is an attribute uh, of God. And we know that from Exodus chapter 33 and 34. You know the story uh, that uh, the Jewish people had built the golden calf and, and in chapters 32 and uh, especially 33, 32 and 33, we see how God uh, is very angry, but that he forgives them and that uh, he restores them. And then Moses says, show me your glory, so, so to speak, like to make sure, show me your glory. And then we read in uh, Exodus chapter 33, God's response when, when Moses says, show me your glory. In verse 19 of Exodus 33, it says, God says to him, I myself will make all of my goodness pass before you. I think that's actually very important, that the glory of the Lord here is not fireworks. It is the goodness of God that he's going to reveal to Moses, his goodness. He says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. And so he highlights grace and compassion. Chen and rachamim in Hebrew. Uh, his great his grace and compassion. Uh, and then in chapter 34, he reveals his name. He says his name, but we could say he reveals what his name is, what his name means. Uh, his attributes, who God is, he reveals to Moses. And we read it here in verse 6 of chapter 34. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, and for, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on children and grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. So it speaks of the justice of, of God. It speaks of the forgiveness of God, the patience of God, the unmerited favor that God gives, 
the mercy, the, the like leaning down, so to speak, by pitying Israel, the weakness of Israel, and he lifts Israel up out of the quicksand. That's his, his mercy. But to me, the word that is the centerpiece of the whole thing here uh, is uh, chesed, is chesed. And there's several reasons why it is the centerpiece of Exodus chapter 34 and verses uh, uh, 5 and 6 and 7. So we see first, the first reason it's the centerpiece is that he says uh, uh, abounding in loving kindness. He's abounding, overflowing. Literally, uh, uh, it's very much. Uh, it, literally, it's like very much. For example, you know, when we say thank you very much in Hebrew, we say todah rabah. Todah rabah, rabah, very much. And that is the word that's used here, very much chesed. Uh, and it's overflowing. So that's what he says about chesed. It's overflowing, abounding in loving kindness. So that's the first reason why chesed is uh, the centerpiece. The second reason is that it is accompanied, that chesed is accompanied by the word uh, emet. Chesed ve'emet, truth. And here I would suggest that emet is making the statement, it's solidifying, you might say, chesed that the chesed is unconditional. The chesed is, the chesed is true blue. The chesed will never change. The chesed is faithful. God is chesed. Uh, in his, he is faithful in his, uh, in his chesed. Now, chesed is a word that it's hard to translate, and I have just about stopped translating it. Just say chesed. But it means love, loving kindness. The benevolence of God, maybe that's the best way to say it, frankly, is the benevolence of God toward those in, with whom he is in covenant relationship and those who are created in his uh, image. Uh, the infusion of life that God gives uh, uh, to those with whom he is in covenant relationship uh, and his creation. Okay? Uh, so he's abounding in loving kindness, uh, and it is faithful loving kindness. But then it also says he keeps loving kindness. He says the word again. He repeats it, and he repeats it uh, with the word notzer, notzer chesed. Okay. Now this is a, a very interesting word. It's rarely used in the Torah. It's not the word shamar, which is usually the word for keep my commandments. Uh, but it's a, it's a different word. It's usually used uh, in Proverbs and Psalms and in wisdom literature. But it's used here. Uh, and it means uh, to focus on it, to preserve. Uh, it means to maintain. So he maintains his chesed. He preserves his chesed. He focuses on his chesed. That's this word, notzer. Uh, and so for all these reasons, we see that the loving kindness of God is the centerpiece. Uh, and it means that he under under the heading of chesed, we could say God forgives. Under the heading of chesed, we could say God is faithful. Under the heading of chesed, we could say that God is compassionate and gracious. Uh, and he shows his justice, his justice, and his righteousness. And that's what it means when he says that he will not leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers 
you know, on the children to the third and fourth generations. So we have all of these attributes, with the centerpiece being uh, a chesed, loving kindness. Uh, and, and, and so we see here that it is a very much uh, uh, an attribute of God uh, and the centerpiece of his uh, attributes. And we read it in a number of, of passages where uh, God strengthens people by his loving kindness. He forgives people by his loving kindness. Uh, he works in the lives of all of Israel via uh, his uh, you know, his uh, chesed. It's demonstrated in many, many, uh, many different ways uh, in, the, uh, in, in the Torah. Uh, uh, it is demonstrated uh, when God promises uh, uh, Jacob that he will always be with him. Uh, it is uh, demonstrated uh, when God forgives King David. Uh, and, and, and so in many places. Uh, the benevolence of a God in preserving uh, Israel. But also, uh, we read that chesed is used by people who are in covenant relationship. Uh, we read about it with Ruth and Naomi. Uh, we read about it with Lot and the men who saved his life. Uh, we read about it with Abraham and uh, Avimelech. Uh, we read the word chesed. Uh, it is a, a, a very important word uh, in the scriptures. And you know, there's a passage uh, that comes to mind for me where the word chesed is used, or, or where the, chesed, the word chesed is actually not used, but uh, it is definitely prevalent. And that is in Genesis chapter 26. In Genesis 26, uh, here we have the story of Isaac and, uh, and the wells. Isaac and the wells. We know that Isaac uh, had been living in Gerar, uh, the land, in the land of the Philistines. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he's living there with Rebekah. Uh, and uh, he is forced to leave. Avimelech tells him to leave. Uh, and so he goes a little, a little ways out. And this is a place where Abraham had lived. Uh, and uh, Abraham had dug wells in Gerar, in this area. Uh, and so Isaac knew this. And Isaac, but the, the, uh, the, the people from Gerar, the Philistines, they had uh, blocked up the wells. Okay? So when Isaac finds them, he digs those wells again and finds water. Well, the men of Avimelech quarrel with uh, Isaac and say those those wells belong to us and what does Isaac do does he fight for them does he argue with them back no he moves on and he does it again he uh, uh, he digs wells again water comes up the men of Avimelech again quarrel what does Isaac do he moves on and then finally he comes to a place called Rehoboth you read about it in verse 22 of Genesis 26 and he moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he named it Rehoboth. Rehoboth is a word that means like wide road, like a broad way, you might say. For he says, at last the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And so now they have water. They did not enter into a war with 
the men of Gerar. They did not fight them. Isaac did not quarrel with them. Uh, he let them have it, and then he found water. Uh, and then immediately afterwards, look what happens. Uh, God uh, reiterates the covenant to Isaac. And I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, Isaac is a shalom maker in this passage. He makes peace, and now God blesses him. We read that the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the Lord your God, the Father, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you, and I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. And he built an altar there and called the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants uh, dug a well. They dig a well, and there's water. And then I won't read the rest of it, but then uh, Abimelech says this. Well, I will read a little bit of the rest of it. They said, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, let us now, let there now be an oath between us, even between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you so that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you, uh, uh, we have not touched you and have done to you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. And they made them a feast, and they ate, and they drank. And they ex it goes on to say they exchanged oaths. So do we see what's happening here? Isaac made peace by not uh, quarreling with the men of Abimelech. He let them have those wells. And he went on and he dug himself other wells. And then God blesses Isaac. And Abimelech sees, because of the kindness that Isaac had shown to the men of Abimelech, this foreign people, Philistines, Isaac showed them kindness. They recognize that God is with them, and they enter into a, a relationship. May I suggest that speaks volumes to us today that as we show kindness, chesed, to others, and people know who we are and what we're about, that is a wonderful testimony of showing the reality of God, of bringing Yeshua to people by demonstrating it, by being peacemakers. So very important to us. And we see it right in this text. And we see it in a lot of other texts as well. You know when David sins and he prays in Psalm 51 that God would uh, uh, forgive him? Well, he calls upon the chesed of God. In Psalm 51 we read, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion. Blot out my transgression. So he says, according to your loving kindness, as much as you have loving kindness, show me that amount of grace, right? Well, we know that God is abounding in loving kindness. He is abounding in chesed. He's abounding in loyal love. And so David is calling upon the chesed of God. Do we see how important the chesed of God is? I could spend a lot of time going through all, there's 245 places in the Tanakh where the chesed of God is mentioned. About 180 some odd places speak of God's 
chesed to people. And then about another uh, 60 or so talk about the chesed of people to people. So it's that important. It's that important. Now, as we move on, in the prophets, we read some interesting things about chesed. For example, in the prophet Micah, you're probably familiar with it. In Micah uh, chapter 6, in verse 8, we read, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly uh, with your God. Now, we're going to see that in the uh, rabbinic literature, in the Mishnah, and in the Talmud, and in the writing of subsequent generations of rabbis and Jewish leaders, that this verse uh, really plays a dramatic role. I'll just mention it here, that we see here, Micah says, this is what God requires. So you see the centrality of loving kindness, of chesed here. Do justice, love kindness, and walk circumspectly before God. Walk humbly before God. Now, in the prophet Zechariah, uh, and importantly, uh, the prophet who writes after the Babylonian captivity, Zechariah is really part of the very beginning of what we call in Judaism Second Temple literature. After the Babylonian captivity, when the uh, Second Temple is being built. In the seventh chapter, the people come to uh, the priest at this time. Uh, and they say, Shall we weep in the fifth, and, and, and in the fifth month? Uh, and abstain uh, as we have these many years? In other words, it's not talking about the Yom Kippur fast, but fasts having to do with the captivity. Now they're back, and they want to know, should we continue to fast? The answer is uh, very interesting. In verse 5, Say to all the people of the land and to the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, these 70 years, was it actually for me that you fasted? And when you eat and drink, do you not eat for yourselves and do you not drink for yourselves? So it's very interesting. They want to know, should we continue to fast? Should we continue to do these religious activities? And the answer is, are you doing it for me? Are you doing it for me? That's what God wants uh, to know. But then he's not done. He says something else. He says here, then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus has the Lord of hosts said, Dispense true justice and practice kindness and compassion each to his brother, and do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor. Do not deceive, do not devise evil in your heart against one another. That's what he wants. This is the heart of God. He says, I'm not so concerned with those fasts. Really, what I want you to do is to dispense true justice, practice chesed and, and rachamim each to his brother. And really, verse 10 explains what that means. What does it mean to show kindness? Don't oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor, and don't devise evil in your hearts toward anyone. Don't hate anyone. 
no injustice toward anyone. This is the heart of God. Okay? Now, when he says widows and orphans, strangers and poor, he's talking about people in a society, in the culture, who are vulnerable, whoever they are. You know, uh, even though we live millennia later than this, it's not just widows and orphans, strangers and poor. It is whoever is vulnerable in the society. This is the heart of God. Dispense kindness, true justice, and don't hate anybody, whether it's uh, overt or in a way that doesn't really show up all the time. You know, I wrote in the Darash for this week about enmity and that sometimes, you know, we, we think of enmity, well, I don't hate anybody, but maybe it's sort of like enmity light, you know, that I have subtle ways, there are subtle things uh, about a group of people or an individual uh, that uh, causes me to act a certain way toward them that uh, that that I don't trust them or I don't like them or something uh, negative. That is not the heart of God. This is the heart of God, much like what we read in Micah chapter 6. What does the Lord require? Uh, that you walk in God's ways. And what is God's ways? Do justice, mercy, kindness. Uh, don't oppress anybody and don't devise evil in your heart toward uh, toward anyone. This is the heart of God. Now, when we move forward in the Second Temple period, you have a whole group of uh, books. Uh, we call them the Apocrypha. Uh, sometimes they're referred to as intertestamental literature. Uh, and in one particular one, Ben Sirah, perhaps you've heard of it. It's really a book of wisdom, Sirach, sometimes it's called. Uh, in Sirach 29.1 and in lots of other places in that book, uh, we read kindness. We read the word kindness. Now, the word uh, that is used for kindness in this literature is the word that means mercy in Greek. The word that means mercy. It's also the word that's used mostly in the Septuagint uh, for uh, a chesed. It's the word mercy. The point is, is that what we see in the Second Temple period is that the real focus of chesed is on its on its meaning of of reaching down and, and picking up those who are so vulnerable. Uh, mercy. We could just say grace and mercy. Uh, that is the real focus of uh, chesed in the Second Temple uh, a period. So in this Sirach 29.1, it says, He does a kindness who lends to his neighbor. He does kindness who lends to his neighbor. And that's very interesting. Uh, it, it is, uh, a, a, again, the word for chesed. Uh, and it speaks of kindness, of lending where there's a need. Then, as I said, in, in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, chesed uh, is translated as mercy. Now, when we come to the New Covenant scriptures, which is also in the Second Temple period, uh, the first century is the what we call the late Second Temple period, we see here that it's still mercy, but the meaning expands. It expands, and we see it clearly in the Gospel of John to include charis, or grace, favor favor uh, uh, and faithfulness 
and mercy. So in John chapter 1 and verse 14, we read, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Chesed ve'emet. Uh, that's taken right from Exodus chapter 34 and verses 5 and 6. Those attributes that we read about God in Exodus, this is who Yeshua is. That's what John is saying. Then in verse 17, a few verses later, we read, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Yeshua the Messiah. Again, grace and truth. Chesed ve'emet. Were realized, become real within us, in Messiah Yeshua. Usually we'll say the Torah is, is placed within us. But here John accentuates this. The, that he, in a way, what he's saying is the Torah is grace and truth. The Torah is chesed ve'emet, and it dwells within us. And when the Ruach was poured out, we could say that chesed ve'emet dwells in us. The power of showing kindness uh, to people, uh, uh, that they can see the real power of God. And that comes certainly in varieties of ways. And we could say that the greatest demonstration of chesed is the death of Messiah. Yeshua's death to himself and how he died for our sins on our behalf. And sure enough, we read in Ephesians chapter 2, But God, being rich in mercy, being rich in chesed, because of his great love with which he loved us, placed us, he died for our sins, and we're raised from the dead with Messiah Yeshua, and we're seated with him in heavenly places. That's what it says in Ephesians 2, 4, 5, and 6. Then we read in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For by chesed, for by grace, you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Again, we see chesed here. Uh, and uh, not only there. So we see Yeshua is chesed in himself, but Yeshua also teaches chesed. In Matthew chapter 23, when he is speaking to the Pharisees, he says in verse 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. And so we see he says, the tradition is not bad, that the laws of tithing are not bad, you should do them. But it's more important, the weightier provisions of the law are chesed ve'emet. Uh, and, and so Yeshua is saying, you see, this is profound. This is very important. Now, I think this is, I'm going to pause here and say, this is important to you and I, because we live in a culture where it's not important. What's important is getting the job done. What's important is what we produce, how many, how much, what we did, what we have to show for it. That's the culture we live in. And being kind is ancillary. It's nice, but producing is more important than the attribute, than the moral and ethical attributes. Those are not as important. We live in that world. Whether we like it or not, that's the world that we live in. 
But the Bible says that it's not supposed to be that way. That what's most important is the chesed of God demonstrated in this world. In the name of Yeshua. That we're clearly not just doing, being nice. You know, we're not just being nice. Chesed is not about nice. Chesed is a profound work of God that demonstrates who he is. And when we demonstrate it, we do so in the name of Yeshua. And people know that it's in Yeshua that it's happening. This is how people experience the presence of a God. And Yeshua is saying how important uh, it is. And of course, Yeshua told a story. He told a parable, right? When uh, someone asks him, uh, what is the greatest commandment, right? Uh, love the Lord your God, of course, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so loving your neighbor is showing chesed. And the story of the Good Samaritan, when Yeshua is answering the question, who is my neighbor? He demonstrates it by chesed. So you know the story. A Judean is laying half dead by the side of the road. Religious people come by. They don't help him. Who comes by? But the most unlikely person of all, the Samaritan. And it's a good Samaritan. I think I mentioned this last week. He's a good Samaritan. You know, in the Jewish world of that day, that was like an oxymoron. What do you mean a good Samaritan? Right? A good Samaritan helped him. Not only helped him, but it says, showed compassion. This is in Luke chapter 10. You can look it up later. He showed compassion. He took him for a place to stay. He gave him food to eat. He provided for him. He poured himself into this person. That is chesed. Chesed is when you pour yourself into people. Uh, and, and so Yeshua talked about how important it is. Showing chesed is how we love people. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? By showing loving kindness. By showing chesed. Whatever English word you want to use. <laughs> kindness. Benevolence. Loyal love. That's what, it, that's what it is. James talks about it. When he talks about the royal commandment, right? Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Show chesed to one another by our speech, by our actions. Uh, don't uh, look at rich people as more important than poor people. He says that. Uh, you know, different classes of, of people. That we see one another as, as the same. And serving them the same. Showing chesed one to uh, the other. Then when we move on you know, to the rabbis in uh, Judaism, in the formational documents of Judaism, you know, after the destruction of the temple, when Jewish leaders gathered at a place called Yavne, and they really developed what came to be known as Judaism today. In the foundational document of what's called the Mishnah, this is uh, oral, oral teachings written down around 200 years after the Messiah. Around 200 years, it's called the Mishnah. And within the Mishnah, there are different sections. It is the codification of the Torah. The codification of the Torah. It's not a commentary. It's a codification of Torah laws. Well, there's one section, and it's called Pirkei Avot, or the sayings of the fathers. It's kind of like 
a rabbinic book of Proverbs, in, in a way. It's about like the way you live. Well, right at the beginning, uh, in Pirkei Avot 1 verse 2, 1 verse 2, I won't take the time to read the Hebrew, except at the end of it. Uh, it says, he used to say, the world stands on three things, on the Torah, on the service of God, and upon acts of loving kindness. Acts of loving kindness in Hebrew is gimilut chasadim, gimilut chasadim. And it is a value, a very important value, I'll call it a virtue of Jewish life, gimilut chasadim, literally acts of kindness, acts of loving kindness. Now, so what does it say? That the Torah, that, that the world exists on Torah, serving God, and acts of loving kindness. If you remove one of them, if you remove the Torah, if you remove service to God, if you remove, uh, and service to God, by the way, was the avodah, meaning the priestly service to God, the priestly service to God. Priestly service to God became transformed in, in Judaism, even by this time, to mean prayer, frankly, to mean prayer. And acts of loving kindness. But we want to focus on gimilut chasadim, the acts of kindness. And so the rabbis are saying here that the world is held together by one part is acts of kindness. The world is held together. And then it, it's interesting uh, there is a verse in Isaiah chapter 16 that kind of says this sort of thing. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 16, uh, in verse 5, it says there, A throne will even be established in loving kindness. Uh, and so that's very interesting. And it says, A judge will sit on it in faithfulness in the tent of David. It's talking about the future when Messiah sits on his throne in Jerusalem. But look what it says. A throne will be established in kindness. Uh, and the rabbis understand that as it's like the, the foundation of the throne is kindness. And then in another place in Psalm 89, I believe it is, uh, we read here, uh, uh, about a loving kindness again, about chesed. It says in verse 2, For I have said loving kindness will be built up forever. In the heavens thou will establish your faithfulness, your emet. Chesed and emet, they just go together. And it's like that is the, the what the world is established on. And so the rabbis say that the world stands on Torah, service to God, and a gemilut chasadim. Uh, acts of loving kindness. In the Talmud it says, the Torah, the Torah begins with gemilut chasadim. The Torah begins with loving kindness, and the Torah ends with uh, loving kindness. What does it mean by that? Uh, that uh, in the beginning we read that God clothed Adam and Eve. That's what the Talmud says. Uh, that after the sin, God clothed them, forgiving them, clothing them, uh, that is gemilut chasadim. And at the end of the Torah, what happens? Moses dies and is buried. That also is gemilut uh, chasadim. And so we see the centrality of chesed, uh, you know, in the uh, in the rabbis. In fact, the rabbis say that uh, chesed is greater than tzedakah. Now, tzedakah in the Bible is usually translated as righteousness. We'll just call it doing the right thing. But later on, the meaning of it uh, came to be charity, charity, giving 
charity, charitable giving, okay? Charitable giving, tzedakah. Giving tzedakah is giving money to the poor, basically, in, in Judaism. And the, uh, the Talmud, and later on rabbis uh, say, and even Jonathan Sachs, who we love to quote, uh, talks ab about it, saying that uh, chesed is greater because it's more comprehensive. It overflows. It goes beyond what is the right thing to do. It goes beyond what the right thing to do is. Uh, 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 tzedakah is giving to the poor. You can give chesed to the rich or the poor. And you're pouring yourself into it. In fact, what Jonathan Sachs actually says is very interesting about it. He says, where tzedakah is a gift or a loan of money, chesed is the gift of the person. It costs less and more. Less because its gestures often cost little or nothing. More because it takes time and attention. He calls it existential generosity. The gift of self to a self. Uh, he goes on to say, more than anything else, chesed humanizes the world. What a great, uh, what a great statement uh, uh, to make. Uh, and, and so we see, again, uh, the greatness of, of chesed. It supersedes uh, all of it. Now, uh, the rabbi, in the Talmud, the question came up about, well, how do you do chesed? What does it actually mean in terms of, uh, of, of what you do? Uh, and so it comes up in the context of people asking the question, how do we follow the way of the Lord? How do, you know how the Bible says in a variety of places, walk in the way of the Lord? What does the Lord require of you to walk in his ways? It says it in Deuteronomy chapter 13. It says it in Deuteronomy chapter 10, walk in the ways of God. And so then the question is asked, how can you walk in the ways of God? It says that God is a consuming fire. How do, we, how do you walk in the ways of God? And so what is the answer that's given? Walk in his attributes. What are his attributes? In other words, imitate God. Imitate God. How do you imitate God? And then it quotes this passage, Exodus 34, verses 5 and 6. That's why they're called the Midot. That's why we say them on Yom Kippur. And at other times we, we say them. Uh, that we're remembering that these are the attributes of God. And we find our atonement in, in God's kindness toward us, his forgiveness of our sins, uh, in God's kindness toward us. Uh, and we are to uh, demonstrate them. We're to live them out. I won't quote all the places, but Maimonides later on says the very same thing, uh, that if we're going to love our neighbor as ourself, we need to do so by doing the midot. We need to, we need to practice chesed. We need to practice forgiveness, uh, being gracious, merciful, but all under the heading of the kindness of God, all under the heading of chesed. So there's a list, uh, and the list is uh, uh, giving loans without interest to people, and that is very important. Giving loans without interest to people uh, is, uh, is really one of the primary ways. So we could say that in a way tzedakah is a subset of chesed, you know? Uh, we could say that not all tzedakah is chesed, but it depends on our motive, right? So simply doing what is expected of us is not chesed. Just doing what's expected of us is not chesed. But having a heart of compassion, of love, and pouring ourselves into someone, that makes it, 
that makes it chesed. So we could say that not all tzedakah is chesed, but all chesed is tzedakah. <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean. Uh, all loving kindness is charity, but not all charity is loving kindness. It depends on our motives. It depends on our heart, right? So we have uh, this issue of loans. In fact, you know, uh, there's a, a rabbi who lived in the 1800s, very famous rabbi. He went by the name Chafetz Chaim. Chafetz Chaim. You may have heard of him. Uh, his real name was Yisrael Meyer HaKohen, but he went by Chafetz Chaim. Uh, and uh, he wrote a book called Ahavat Chesed. Here's an, here it is. It's just a little book. Ahavat Chesed. That means the love of Chesed. Why does he title the book The Love of Chesed? Because Micah chapter 6 verse 8 is a key passage that is repeated a number of times in the rabbinic literature and the writings of later rabbis uh, of why it is so important to do Chesed. Because it says, do justice, but love Chesed. Do justice, love kindness. In fact, if we use the word loving kindness as it's often translated, it would say, do justice, but love loving kindness. Okay? That's what it says, Ahavat Chesed, in the text, in Micah 6.8. So the name of the book comes from Micah 6.8, Ahavat Chesed. But half of the book is about how you give kindly to people, uh, how you uh, give charitably to people. But that's not all. There's a lot of things that this book says. It talks about visiting the sick. It talks about rejoicing with those who uh, are uh, getting married. Rejoicing with married couples. Now, he's he talks about it because it's written in the Talmud. Uh, these are the categories of, uh, of chesed. Uh, uh, loans without interest, visiting the sick, rejoicing with bridegrooms and brides, showing hospitality. That's huge. In fact, uh, the story of Abraham receiving the three men in chapter 18 of the Genesis is... A, is a, is considered a great, great act of chesed, hospitality. Also, tending to those who are deceased, like we talked about, uh, you know, Moses dying and being buried, attending to the deceased. And you know why tending to the deceased and comforting mourners, why that is so important? It's so interesting, the, the commentary on it, that uh, a deceased person will never be able to thank you. A deceased person will never be able to give you chesed in return. And so it becomes like a supreme act of, of gemirut chasadim, a supreme act of loving kindness, because there's nothing to expect in return. And so when we love chesed, we don't expect anything in return. In fact, uh, in his little book, Chafetz Chaim, he says in Ahavat Chesed that when you have the opportunity to show kindness to someone, Consider it like receiving this great, wonderful gift. That it's a gift, like a treasure. The opportunity to give. The opportunity to serve. It's like a treasure uh, uh, that we have. It has that much meaning. Uh, that is what chesed uh, is. Uh, and then there's also uh, being uh, kind to people and never shaming anyone, never embarrassing anyone. Being a peacemaker, like we talked about uh, in uh, uh, the Isaac story, uh, how important uh, indeed uh, that is. 
Uh, and these are all ways of showing loving kindness. And what we see here is whether we're talking about the Torah, the prophets, uh, the uh, Jewish literature in the Second Temple period, the New Covenant scriptures, the writings of the rabbis, and even later rabbis of the 19th century and the 20, 20th century and the 21st century, all point to the centrality of this. And so, friends, this, is, this needs to be central uh, for us. So we're living in a day where you see the obvious applications uh, of this. We're living in a, in a day where uh, uh, the world needs kindness. The world needs kindness. And so we see uh, that uh, whether we're talking about uh, the African-American community or the Somali community, or whatever community it may be, and also I'll say that a lot of grief is coming toward uh, the the uh, about uh, to police officers, we need to show them kindness. That is a group. It's almost like a people group. Police officers, uh, and we love the uh, uh, our law enforcement. Certainly, there are policemen that are not so good. And as a and as a pastor friend of mine reminded me uh, last week, there's a there's a lot of uh, bad apples among clergy people. <laughs> a lot of bad apples whether we're talking about rabbis, pastors, or what, whatever, right? And, and, and so, but we love our clergy people. We love our pastors. We love our rabbis, right? So we love our policemen. And boy, uh, you know, David Schultz, Tony Kovach, uh, uh, and, and others as well, whom we know. Brad White, good friend, right? Uh, these uh, men mean a lot to us and their colleagues also. So we need to show kindness to them. We need to show kindness to the uh, African-American community, to any community, to anybody, right? And we need to reach out and we need to make sure that we're making a difference. Listen, poor the poor in our uh, community, uh, homeless people, uh, women who have been trafficked, uh, and whoever it may be. And I'm happy to say that here at Beth Messiah, we do participate, you know, in varieties of ministries. But we need to recognize that, that it's not ancillary. It's not extra. You know, it's a main thing we do. And I will say, you know, in the Jewish community, uh, there are plenty of needs there as well. Uh, uh, you know, our primary outreach here at Beth Messiah is reaching Jewish people with the good news that, that the Messiah has come. And it really is good news. Uh, and so important that we reach out in kind ways to all of these communities and to one another within, <laughs> within our community. We need to demonstrate it. People need to see it, you know? And, uh, and I would hope that, like Isaac's story of the wells, that we would show kindness to people and people would see God in it. Not patting ourselves on the back, but that people would see God, you know, in it. For such a time as this, uh, may we uh, show chesed uh, to one another. What does the Lord require of us? To walk humbly before God, to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly for, before God. That is indeed walking in chesed Adonai, in the way of the Lord. Uh, it includes justice, it includes righteousness, it includes uh, faithfulness. It includes forgiving people. Uh, it includes receiving forgiveness and giving forgiveness. 
and practical helps, whatever it may be. But may we not just do it, but may we love it. Just as the Samaritan helped the Judean. Just as Yeshua said, uh, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And finally, as we read uh, in Philippians chapter 2, have the same attitude as Messiah. Show humility toward others, considering others as more important than ourselves. Not just being selfish and caring about our own selves and our own needs and wants or whatever it may be. But may we be a light in this dark world by showing the abounding loving kindness of God. May we keep the chesed of God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for uh, this wonderful opportunity, Lord, uh, in our world today, to be able to show your chesed ve'emet in abounding ways. Lord, may we look for opportunities. May our eyes be open to opportunities. Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua, God, that uh, we would really be light in this dark world. And so, uh, God, uh, may this be true uh, in our lives. And as uh, the, the old uh, sage of Israel, Hillel, said, If I'm not for myself, who will be for me? If I'm not for others, what am I? And if not now, when? And so it may it be now. Lord, I pray, God, you would encourage us. I pray, God, for us here at Beth Messiah, uh, uh, that if we are in need of chesed, we would receive chesed. And if we've received loving kindness, may we give it out. Lord, I just pray for all of our folks here. God, I thank you for every person at Beth Messiah Congregation. I uh, thank you, Lord, uh, just uh, for each one uh, and how each one does indeed show chesed. But God, uh, may we be encouraged to know how meaningful it is uh, and uh, may indeed we be people who not only uh, give, but show consideration. That we consider those who are helpless, as it says in Psalm 41. Not just give, give to help people, but that may we consider them. May we love them. May we care for people in our own community and in uh, the greater Columbus area and around the world. We thank you and we pray in Messiah's name. Amen.